0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight is Richard Hawes. Hello, everybody. On tonight's show, we've got three films for you. We're kicking off with uh, Bruce Campbell, Devon Sauer, and Michael J. White, no less, in Black Friday, then we have the first feature film from Blake Ritter called Help, and a bit of Yancey Butler in The Accursed. Our short shot this week is Bushwhacker Blues, and we're gonna round off with a bit of Jackie Chan in our DTV throwback, Operation Condor, Armor of God 2. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first film this week is Black Friday. For the staff of the local We Love Toys store, Black Friday is an endurance test of long hours and difficult customers. However, this year, the local area has been hit with some strange meteors, turning those who come in contact into ravenous zombies." Um, Okay, so this has got a reasonably familiar salvage. Uh, You know, it's nothing, again, we haven't come across before. but ostensibly, this is kind of like a workplace comedy, isn't it? That's, that's, that's sort of what it's aiming for. It's a workplace comedy plus zombies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, to that end, we've got um, Devon play playing this um, sort of lovable alcoholic character who's you know trying to be the cool guy uh, on on the shift. Then we've got um, Bruce Campbell, who, who's the the store manager, Michael J. White, who's one of the um, sort of back um, back room sort of workers, and and a couple of others sort of knocking around, um, and and I think overall uh, I, I quite like the tone of this. I think it works, but I, I don't know some of it, some of it just sort of feels a little flat. Um, you know, it's it's not hitting the beats it kind of wants to. I think. How, how do you feel about it?
0: No, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the problems with it is that you've, you, that we've seen so much of this before. I mean, even, slightly different, but it, it, in, in a similar sort of workplace horror kind of vein, we had Slacks not too long ago. That's true. Which I thought was just such a vibrant, lively, really funny <laughs> film. And this just didn't seem to have that edge that that had, whereas this was like... Um, it, I mean, it's good to see Devin Sauer back in a sort of horror comedy. Uh, yeah. I don't recall him doing many of them in recent years. I mean, it kind of, it was, you know, he started back in idle hands when he was a teen or well, a teen movie star, you know, kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know if he was a teenager at the time, but it was like a big, you know, idle hands. I think it was, that was DTV here, but it was yeah. a pretty, you know, well-known, well-respected sort of quite cult favorite. Um, and that this is kind of him sort of going back to that kind of film Hmm. I think uh his character is a bit like it's like the sort of growing older sort of slacker hero kind of thing like a um like I don't know Bill Murray or or or, um uh Jeremy Piven or someone might play you know play these kind of characters he doesn't have that sort of comedic edge but he's he's still very good at you know playing that role uh he's it's a bit Yes, he 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 kind of seems to be, you know, alcoholic or, or, or at least drinks a lot, whatever. Yeah, he's there's, he's a functioning
1: alcoholic. Basically. Yeah, not, some, you
0: know, there's some stuff going on mm. there, but he seems a reasonable guy, and you quite like him to to an extent. I think mm. that's quite. There's, um, Br- I think Bruce Campbell's one of the interesting ones because he's like the store manager, and he comes out and he looks, I mean, he. that is probably how he looks these days, I guess, you know, he, you know he's been around for so long. Yeah. He has, does actually fit that kind of mature, you know, the sort of, uh, the, you know, the the older gentleman kind of role. Mm. Um, and he's, he is really good. But the thing is, his presence just makes you think of, uh, uh, I don't know if they did it in much else, but in like in the alter, in one of the endings of Army of Darkness, yeah it's the deadites in the hardware store if i recall correctly i think it's a hardware store or
1: that's um, correct the
0: shop that he's working in. so you think of that you know Mm -hmm. you've got that kind of that's the kind of thing they're going for with this kind of thing and it's also the setting makes you think of dawn of the dead you know both versions Mm -hmm. the the it's a zombie movie but the kind of alien it's alien stuff turning people into zombies. That that is kind of quite. We've seen various versions of that before. The I like the practical
1: effects. Uh, yeah, Robert Kurtzman did the yeah, effects. Yeah, and weapons. there's
0: there's a kind of the blob kind of feel to it as it gets towards mm. the end, uh, and it sort of becomes this. Uh, well, don't want to spoil it, but the, there's a bit of a the blob kind of angle to it. So th- there's lots of bits in there um mm. but they all remind you of other stuff that was better and i don't think it although i like some of the characters and the interplay and the you know um uh, like the storm the storm uh, the manager for example yeah is, is the guy with the glasses stuff's got some really yeah. got some good lines um but yeah it just it just wasn't it, it was it was lacking something and you've got um michael Joe white in is really good
1: mm-hmm.
0: he 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 gets a reasonably small role as the he's kind of like a uh, not janitor but like a handyman of the store you know he's got going around he's got the tools and he's, he's yeah he's got the, tool at man, yeah. the um uh firing the nail gun and everything and he, he's got some cool they don't lean into his action hero kind of stuff too much but mm. he, you can definitely tell that he can handle himself and he's kind of the toughest guy in the room yeah
1: uh,
0: and that's quite and that's handled quite well um Yeah, so I quite enjoyed him and do enjoy Bruce Campbell. But yeah, you kind of want just, it's kind of considering all that, Mm. it just, yeah, it doesn't quite land.
1: I think the thing is, because our sort of ostensible hero is a character called Chris, played by Ryan Lee. And his sort of main um, sort of tick, as it were, is the fact that he's a germaphobe, you know. I don't um, think his
0: character worked. No, I,
1: I didn't. Exactly.
0: I, I wasn't, I didn't warm to his character. I didn't really
1: I mean, like his character. The, the, the idea is, you know, with, with, with these sort of films, with any sort of film um, mm. story, is that your character, you know, he has to have some sort of obstacle to, to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, and his is the fact that he's a germaphobe and his big moment is where he has to jump into a pile of trash. You know, <laughs> it's like, Yay! You're not not so scared of germs anymore. Way, hey. <laughs> which was um, yeah. It it it's not really. I mean, you know, he, he does get sort of a moment later on. Um, but even so, uh, we've also got uh, Ivana Bacero as Marnie, the ostensible sort of love interest of um um Darren Sauer's character. But but you know, there's some sort of hard truths in that as well, which I did actually quite like, you know, his his sort of assumptions about things and her sort of um, basically giving them a, a, you know, cold shot of water to sort of wake him up a bit. Um, But at the same time, you know, there there was some sort of nice sort of human sort of moments in it, you know, the fact that one of the interesting things as well is that Devin Sowers' character, as I said, he's, you know, we find that he's basically a functioning alcoholic. Um, and yet he's got custody of his children. You know, his, his daughters um, spend more time with him than they do with his, you know, with their mum, and, and, uh, which is quite amusing. So, so that was quite good. And so later on, he gets a text message saying yeah don't worry the kids are safe and sort you know that sort of thing which which i, I, I thought that was a nice little touch as well
0: didn't we so, watch a film recently where devon Sowell was pl- playing an alcoholic dad and he got and he got like i think he got like killed i don't know i, I don't know if it was just yeah, one i watched well, or one we watched i can't remember but it's, it's, but it's, it's definitely has, played a similar role recently yeah but, it's, but it's not like know
1: something like a else recently character. Um,
0: he's all over the place. Devin Sauer is oh, so yeah. busy at the moment. I mean, he's got that new um, Bruce Willis movie coming up.
1: And, that's uh, what I saw his name in, I'm sure. but yeah. Um, and
0: we liked him in uh, Life on the Line the John, with John right. Yeah. I always like... I think he's also in things like... Um, I think he was in Escape Plan 3. Or, yep. Yeah. He's turning up all over the place. He's, he's, he's really branched out. I mean, he used to just mm. be... You know, he was saying he was doing these teen movies like um, Final Destination and stuff. But mm. he's got, as he's got older, he's kind of become more, you know, uh, I don't know, weathered. You know, he's got that kind mm. of been around the block a few times. Kind of look to him now, and it really suits his. You know, it help. You know, helps him work into different, much more varied roles. I think these yeah. days.
1: I'm pretty sure I saw his name come up in the credits or something else very recently. Mm-hmm can't what it was, but um, he's also a film to look out for is something called Hunter Hunter. Um, oh, yeah, that's been which funny. which looks on the cover as if it's a, yeah another werewolf movie, but it's not. But it's uh, it's it's a very good thriller, a very slow burn, but it's got a heck of a punch at the end. But, um, yeah, yeah,
0: I think that was on like Sky or something recently. I should, uh, I should uh, you, if up. you come across
1: so, it, I'll definitely recommend it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the um, director for this one, Rich, um, done a lot of work
0: with Aerosmith.
1: Yeah, and you know, you, you have to wonder how he got this particular gig. <laughs> to a certain degree, because it's just not on his. You know, it doesn't seem to be in his sort of wheelhouse at all.
0: Well, he's definitely got a music, music video, and or mm. music documentary kind of background.
1: Uh,
0: I think he's got. Has he got any other uh, any other features? Not really. He's produced.
1: Oh, so K- Casey Tabo is the guy we're talking about. But, um, yeah. yeah. So as, as you say, yeah, he's done a few music videos, documentaries, but um, not horror. You know, a horror
0: comedy is quite left field, from what I can tell. Indeed.
1: Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Barely legal. <laughs> that was his previous film.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, a documentary about, about a documentary uh, about
1: um, yeah medical medicinal marijuana, by the looks mm-hmm. of it,
0: and the writer mm-hmm. is Andy Grushkovyak, who uh, doesn't have many credits either, just a, mm. a, a TV series, an episode of a TV series, basically. So, yeah, newcomers to the horror genre, basically. Indeed,
1: yeah, it just makes you, it makes you wonder if this was like an elef- an elevator pitch to to Bruce Campbell, it, it, you know. It's zombies, in a, but 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 in a toy store or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So how are you going to score this one, Rich?
0: I don't know. Um, well, before I, before I score, there's just two other things I want to mention. Okay. The I didn't quite get the ending. It seemed like it it was. Oh, we've done this thing. Mm. And now it's over, and I was like, "Well," I, and it made me think, "Well, how has that ended it?" And then Espe- I know, after especially that, when it was
1: clear, bit. yeah, it's, 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 especially when it's clear that there's more than one. Yeah, you know, you've solved the immediate problem, but I think you might have other. But issues. you see what I mean?
0: How did they solve it? I didn't. I didn't get how they solved yeah. it. It's kind of the the thing that they do. Hmm sort of basically just... inflict pain on it or something. Yeah, else.
1: exactly. And they really nice. just like, oh that'll do. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't, anyway, the um and the other thing was there's a there's a, a bear in it. There's a running hmm. gag of this toy bear called yeah, that's Dower cool. Dennis. Yeah.
1: Dower and he's Dennis. just kind of
0: a depressed kind of <laughs> bear character yeah. that they've they've recalled. Um I noticed in the credits all uh, the lines are done by Seth Green. All right. Who I think who was in Idle Hands? If yes, I was he was.
1: About, yeah. yeah, I was going to mention that earlier when you mentioned. Yes, yeah, so I
0: think there's a there's yeah. a, there's another Idle Hands connection. Um, mm. I'm going to give it a six. I think mm. uh, it's like a, it's like a five six kind of movie.
1: I think so. Yeah, it, it's it's entertaining enough. It it passes the time, but it it's it's not a keeper basically. So you know that that's that's where it sits. Just just below the line of um, would you actually want this in your collection? No. Um, but would I? You know, did I enjoy watching it? Yeah, up to a point. So two sixes for Black Friday. Go check it out. Our next review is Help. A breakup with a boyfriend leads Grace to travel to her friend Liv to celebrate the birthday of Liv's boyfriend, Edward. While things start jovial enough, it soon becomes apparent that there are dark currents at work and not everything is as it appears to be. Um, okay, so this is the first film, sorry, first feature film by um, prolific short filmmaker, um, Blake Ritter, uh, someone whose work we've enjoyed on this show and on the short shots in the past, Rich. Absolutely. Um, so, so this... It it doesn't appear that this is, you know, being blown up from one of his previous films. It's sort of a a new idea. Uh, Filmed during lockdown, so he was working with a limited crew of about 20 people, including the cast. I mean, the cast is only like four people and one of them is him. Um, I didn't mind this. I think it is very slow to begin with. Um, And the... These signposts are quite well lit, um, even if certain cast members seem to be oblivious to them for quite a while. Um, Yeah, so so it does take a while to sort of get going, but I think the final third of it, as, as, you know, things come to light and um, things actually start happening, um, it it sort of gets going a bit. What are your thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, I think uh, in terms of, making the the leap from his shorts which are varied across genres uh, from from st- sort of more the dr- more dramatic kind of stuff like this mm. to like you know full on high f- sci-fi and horror but sci-fi. always character based mm-hmm. um, in terms of making that leap to from between like te- 10 and 20 minutes to here what's like 85 minutes or, I or think approximately so, yeah. yeah just over uh, something like that around uh, about hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half. The um, I think he's done well. I think the, you know, he's he's working with similar resources that he would have on those shorts. True. Limited location, limited cast. Much of these are the same people he always works with. Um, yeah. Uh, Sarah Alexandra Marks and Lewis James specifically. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's done a lot with them. Um, the 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 best thing about the film is his shooting, start you know the, the cinematography, the way because mm. he's he's got that down pat. He can you know he doesn't have a huge amount of resources, but he can make a film look very good even on a even on a tiny budget. So I was always interested in the visual style, even though it's low budget. It doesn't you know it doesn't have that. No, it's got, it's got a decent look. sheen
1: to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Uh, and I enjoy, I like the actors involved. Uh, I quite it, it was good to see them get a chance to develop characters more fully or you know spend more time showing different aspects of those characters which I liked the 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 plot itself is kind of a I would for the most part I would say it's a suspenseful drama hmm. um, but it definitely leans more into thriller territory especially right especially at the end which actually I thought quite works quite well yeah um, the there are, t- yeah, as you say, there's a lot of signposts or whatever, and you know, something is up, you know, something's mm. up, uh, you're not quite sure what it's going to be. But even right from that first scene, you know, when it's like, well, what hang on, why is she di- making that decision? That's a bit, you know, weird. And mm. just sort of, there's like a almost of a passive aggressiveness to, to what's going on, uh, in the, in
1: exactly. The- and you know, when, when she first turns up at the uh, lives, living Edward's house. And, and I think it's relatively clear that she's turned up unannounced mm. um, to help celebrate Edward's birthday. And yeah, that, that first conversation, you know, it, it's interesting because on the one hand, you could read that it it, it's, it seems very stilted, you know? Um, and so the more I think about it, I'm thinking this, this is, this is two people who are choosing their words very carefully. You know how they respond. There's these little pauses before they actually sort of say anything, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. And, it, and but knowing the kind of film it is, sort of watching it, I'm think I I'm, I felt found myself reading things into what they were saying, and I'm thinking, am I reading things into what they're saying, you know, it, or is is it actually there? And, and she's just being oblivious to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 an interesting setup.
0: Yeah, and I think there's enough sort of meat on the bone as it goes through mm. to, to satisfy. I think there's some decisions made, which you can read into You could say, well, why is this happening? Well, because one person is perhaps trying to play someone off or, 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 you know, what could be happening in the, in, in that, in those exchanges. Um, but the, the ultimately what I see here is the potential for Blake to, Properly move into features, mm. which has really been a long time coming. And oh, yeah. there is absolutely no reason, especially based on this evidence, that he can't be, you know, standing on the same ground as proportion productions and, you know, all the other. You know, there's quite a few British, you know, yep. filmmaking companies now. You know, doing doing regular feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason that he can't be one of those. Uh, is you know, especially with say with the good quality camera work and yeah and that. I mean it. it it, you know, you can you can continue working with the same people, but, you know, involve more others, you know, get... Um, uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased to see that he's um, he's developing the manor in, into a full feature.
0: Yeah, well, that's well. good because, that's- yeah, and I think he's slightly recast that one so that the original short can still stand alone mm. uh, rather than it being taking that footage and making more of it. Yeah, think, exactly. Which is always yeah. something I pr- prefer. But the... Um, is uh, what I was going to say. oh, it's uh, slipped my mind now. But the oh, no, go You've on. <laughs> I've, I've, my thought has yeah. has vanished from my mind.
1: The the location for this is is really good. You know, there's this sort of uh, expansive. And expensive, um, sort of farmhouse uh, place that you know that, that um, Edward lives in. He, you know he, he's a high-priced law- lawyer, and he's he's got the digs to prove it, kind of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's interesting that a film like this couldn't work in in a normal house, in the same way that um, the film um, See for Me couldn't work. You know, if it had just been like a normal house kind of yeah. thing, it needed to be a mansion in order yeah, in order yeah. to, to, to pull it off. Um, and similar here, you know, you need you need somewhere where people can sort of sneak around, sort of unseen and unheard, um, in order for to to work properly. So yeah,
0: there's there was um, also that that film that I can't remember if it was called like Collision or something. But do you remember the? Um, oh, um, uh, Gate Crash. Gate Crash, that was it. Yeah, so yeah. that there, yeah, there sim- very similar
1: location. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean that one had um, that was also very much sort of almost like a play. Kind of, kind of thing to it, and, and with a thriller element. So that there's a, it's that kind of movie. I, I think mm-hmm. very different. You know, these two are completely different, but yeah. um, it's in that same kind of wheelhouse. Uh,
1: yeah. absolutely. So oh, that's uh, that. Oh,
0: sorry, that's the yeah. other, other thing I was going to say about. Oh, um, oh God! No, sorry, done it again. it
1: no, again. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a very. Um, very unexpected death in this film without sort of going into any detail but that, that was um, interesting the way that sort of like played out uh, uh, sort of very strange but um, yeah it, it's just a nice sort of little niggle in, in the middle of the film it's like well that, nobody saw that coming <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Nemesis kind of was another film that I was in mind of yeah. when I was watching mm-hmm. this because that yeah. has a similar sort of uh, especially towards the end you know the sort of of high tension sort of interplay you know mm. uh, uh, arguments and 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 you know conflicts you know uh, by yeah. the way um David Chung and Yolanda Lyons lines did work on this film for the for sort oh, of yeah. the, the tussles and stuff
1: yeah that's cool so um scores on the doors rich
0: uh i think this is a very reasonable seven out of ten mm-hmm
1: yeah, I think I'll join you on a seven for this one. Um, it's, it's one that's kind of grown on me. Um, for example, it was only when I was sort of put my own uh, written review together for this, and I was sort of looking at the photos they'd sent through. Um, and there's a scene where they're at dinner, uh, the, three, the th- three main characters. And it's just the seating position. So Liv and Edward were sat side by side. And Grace was sort of sat on the end of the table, and it just struck me as being a really weird seating arrangement, you know, to have them mm-hmm. side by side rather than sort of sitting opposite each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, and it just sort of built in this, you know, or, or reinforced the idea that, you know, maybe he's sort of controlling her, sort of keeping him, keeping her by his side, and stuff, sort of things like that, mm-hmm. um, which, which was. Interesting to say the least.
0: Um, and the other thought that I was going to mention was that it touches on, and in part because the the, the couple, the central couple, are played by the same actors as in this short. Uh, it touches on similar themes to um, oh, my, short film My Dead Husband. My dead husband.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. Okay. Which is also so. Also worth seeing. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that's two sevens uh, for help. Go check it out. Our next review is the Accursed, also known as Charmed, Balkan edition. Uh, A betrayal follows... Let's (laughs) start that again. A betrayal followed by a tragic death are the seeds for a curse which will destroy the descendants of a family of Balkan immigrants. Um, I really wanted to like this more than I did. It's not to say I don't like it, but I think it's got a similar problem to Black Friday in that the pacing and the urgency are off basically. But I did like a lot of what was going on. Um, So essentially what we have is these three women from the Balkans now living in the US. One of them has an affair with another person's husband and gets cursed for it. But in in, in doing so, the person doing the cursing gets killed. And to try and stop the curse from ever happening, the other person has to have her arm chopped off and stuffed in the mouth, the hand stuffed in the mouth of um, the corpse, which is a great start to any film, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and, and then after that, the, the, the pace just sort of droops, unfortunately, um, as we have this wedding. So um, Yancy Butler plays the offending woman from the past. Uh, now with a family of her own, a um, son and a daughter, uh, her son's getting married, um, so so they all reconvene at the old family homestead, uh, which just happens to have the um, the grave of her sister, um, still with the disembodied hand stuffed in her mouth um, nearby. Um, so I kind of liked all this, you know, the, the the sort of folklore and the you know the folk magic that was um, going on and the fact that it was actual real magic, you know, sort of real real, real witchcraft um, involved. Uh, you know, it wasn't sort of pussyfooting around. It's like, no, 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 we, we, we can do stuff, <laughs> um, which I thought was really cool. Um, but I don't know, it, it's, it's one of those films that just didn't quite hit the mark in terms of pacing. Um, it just needed a bit more urgency, especially at the end, it, it was like, uh, okay um anyway those, those are my initial thoughts rich what are yours
0: i I think I liked it maybe more than you did the i think yancey but this is the best role I've ever seen in Yancey mm. but do uh, i i mean she she's she's been around for quite a while and known probably best for films like hard target yeah um but in this one she gets to sort of uh, initially it seems like she might be sort of in the background but then it becomes very clear that she's much more of a central character probably yeah. the main character really and um has a lot of has a lot of involvement a lot of um you know interesting scenes she does scenes that are not uh, not in the english language so I'm, I'm i'm not sure um so where they come from the balkans yeah so i'm not sure what language uh, that that would be i've, I've tried checking um, imdb but it seems an authentic language anyway rather than something made up um goran Visnjic is in there as well playing her husband which i thought was yeah. pretty cool because i haven't seen him for a while um the the scent the conceit is it's all happening around a wedding i mean you li- you're literally on the family it's it's one of these films that set in like, like the family home or, or, or in the family community, it's a community, you know, like we've talked about recently with a couple of films like, um, the, the, uh, oh the devil to pay devil to pay and stuff. Yeah. One of these small, you know, communities that are kind of on the outside Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, of, you know, they're kind of, they're not a million miles away, but they're kind of living by their own rules in their own sort of situations. And, you know, it's much more of a insular kind of thing. And, uh, that, so that they've got an outsider marrying in to to the to the family, and sort of they're experiencing uh, that this is kind of the inciting event, and it all it all associates to that, it all links to that, and it never very You think it's going to move on, but it doesn't. It it all stays there around the homes yeah. of these uh you know these homes are all sort of very close, like they're all neighbors. They all live literally next door to each other. And, but I did, but it never feels claustrophobic. I thought it had actually had a a decent feel to it. You know, you never see much more than the sort of fronts and backs of houses or whatever. Mm. And, and, you know, a little bit of outside, you never, there's never any broad wide shots or anything, but it doesn't feel too uh, draw. um,
1: Yeah. I I hardly noticed that at all, you know. It's not like Jug
0: Face, you know, like in Jug Face. Yeah. it's all wide open spaces Mm. even when they're in the caravans and stuff. And then they go into the town and stuff, you know, we see, all we we see the wider area or, you know, like the village or something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't venture further than the garden. This This doesn't really, I mean, it even keeps the camera shots quite close. Yeah. But it, but it's, um, but it all works. I think Uh, it's, it's the director, it's the feature directing debut of a couple of um Uh, 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 called uh, Ka- uh, their Ka- Catherine Michelle and Elizabeth, Elizabeth uh, Vidovich Vidovic, uh, who mm-hmm. have done a couple of short films, uh, which I will be checking out uh, soon. Um, I think it's a it, it's a good de- it's a good feature debut. I think I, it's it's got a contemporary setting, but I I don't know if it would be unfair of me to say I think this is folk horror.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I put this. Yeah, yeah, because. Um,
0: it's got all those hallmarks of, you know, like, um, you know, these communities that were kind of got their own ways, their own yeah. language, and and and, and mm-hmm. they do their own things their own way. Uh, not not in a Wickerman Man kind of way, but you know, it, it, in that it's still there. Uh, you've got some. There's some CGI for the, these uh, vines, which yeah. are kind of. living I like vines that. Or
1: yeah, I thought I thought that worked really well actually.
0: Yeah, it's a bit. I, a bit too CG at times, mm. but I, I like the idea and the and you know the, the sort of central thing that's going on there. I think there's enough intrigue and mystery. I uh, and I like the characters. I'm, I'm interested in the the drama. Some bits maybe didn't work so well as others, but mm. it still was a lot better than I was expecting. And I think it, it's been released by Dazzler. But if this this would this would be something that could be. Quite at home on Shudder, I would say. I mean, it, yeah,
1: I would be surprised uh, to find it there. I'm surprised
0: Shudder yeah. didn't pick it up, to be honest, because I, <clears fitted throat> um, well. mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it would um, have fitted their their audience quite well.
1: Yeah, I think you know it does work very well. You, you never really sort of know where it's set, except for somewhere in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, I did um, wonder about the
0: accents because, like Yancy Butler and that, even at the start, they're mm-hmm. supposed to have come over from the Balkans, but they seem to have quite established yeah. American accents, but uh, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, strong European accents, but anyway.
1: But the, I mean, there's, there's so much going on, you know, so, so much for the sort of charms, and um, you know, um, <clears throat> it, and it doesn't sort of bother to explain stuff, which I kind of liked as well. It's like, you know, you, you basically gather what's going on through, through this sort of, um, you know, the the Sort of chanting that they're doing to, to actually sort of explain what it is. But you know, they, they don't have a, um, a human sounding board to go, Oh, what are you doing now? Oh, well, you know, if I read the tea leaves this way, then I know that this is going on, or you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, well,
0: that would normally be the, the outsider who's come in, you know, the, exactly the, young, yeah, the, yeah. the bride. Yeah. But even her, you know, they, they're doing it all in secret, they're, they're, mm. so they're not going to be talking about it. It's like she's doing it all on the QC. Mm. <laughs> So it's, it's, which which is a interesting in
1: itself. You know the way the way the plot sort of develops is it interesting. You know, as we, we can't let her know what's going on, but at the same time, you know, there's there's other things that which is, which I quite like. There's
0: some stuff with the son. You know, he's mm-hmm. doing a little bit of digging around and you mm. know trying to find out. You know, the the fam the family secret and, mm. and that. But still, that's he's still you know he's grown up with this stuff, so even he's pretty. You know, why so that they're not—they don't go into any detailed discussions yeah. amongst themselves. But I, that's what I like. I love—I like exactly, it when they yeah. do these kind of setups where you don't know everything, and it, there is that intrigue yeah. of you're actually in—you're actually spending time with a community you don't understand entirely.
1: Mm. But yeah, that—that that sort of thing. Plus the fact that yeah, you know, there's there's no qualms about. I oh, know we're we're doing magic. We're we're doing witchcraft, uh, and yeah. and it actually works. You know, we're actually powerful people. Who, who do this shit, you know, which, which I thought was nice. Whereas some films might go, Was it a coincidence that this happened at this time? And it's like, No, no, these people clearly did a spell <laughs> and did stuff. So, yeah, they're, they're, I like that. It's good. It was originally called Severed Silence, apparently. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Like, like, you know, that as a title, I, I can see that.
0: And it was produced by Memferda.
1: Oh, I know that name.
0: Yeah, we've come across it quite a few times in, in, in it, know, various various productions.
1: Yeah, so, some pretty, of the British. I must have I haven't heard from him for ages. You know, but, no, it's awesome. Uh, Melora Walters
0: is also in the film. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention. I think
1: is she the sister
0: who cut who had her hand cut off?
1: I oh, thought that was Yancy Butler. Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't
0: really. I was I was wondering because they never really. They don't really show it the missing too me. Yeah, yeah, so I was but, just yeah. I didn't quite catch who was no, supposed to be who. Yeah. I, I, no, that's yeah, that's it, one it, thing I, I lost a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah that was so. Anyway, right. scores on the doors.
0: Uh,
1: again, seven out of 10 from me. Yeah, I'm going to drop down to a six on this one, but um, definitely worth checking out. I just felt that the pace of it sort of. Um, let it down a bit. At times it's too quiet as well. Um, You know, we we had a a screener for this one on my screen and I was desperate for some subtitles for for certain parts of it. Um, Anyway, a six and a seven for um, The Accursed. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is Bushwhacker Blues. Two brothers find an injured preacher out in the woods and decide to go deliverance on his ass and make him squeal like a pig, but there is more to the situation than meets the eye. Um, Yeah, not not the most savoury of setups for this one, Rich. Uh, They they make it quite clear what, you know, these two brothers, exactly what they're going to do to this preacher out in the woods, Um, and it's not pretty. Um, But you know, it's it's an interesting setup for for what actually happens. This is a short, eleven minutes, yep. um, very well shot. Or, you know, completely shot at night. Um, you know, there's one other guy who turns up um, hunting down somebody, um, and I, I think this works pretty well overall. Um, the ending is just so abrupt, though. <laughs> it's literally like, "Yay, that's the end," because either we run out of money or you know, or we just think that's that says it all for for this particular shot. I think, um,
0: it, I think the director just likes to go for that sort of that punch quick, kind of thing, quick, isn't it? Yeah, punch because yeah. um, this is James Campbell who did uh, 1986.
1: Oh yeah, the which, um, the good old Batman Punisher one.
0: Yeah, which ended with a right. It's now going to kick off. Here you go. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's just right. about to head for each other, yeah. and then credits roll. And I think this is kind of doing a similar thing of. Uh, it, it is a finality. There is a finality because you can see how mm-hmm. it is the end. But yes, it is very very quick, mm. um, and it does kind of leave you. I think leave you wanting more. What yes. I like about this is that it's uh, it's quite different to what we've seen him do before, mm. and it's got a very much. I think it feels very authentic. It's set in the United. You know, it's set in America, in the, in the West. You know, sort mm. of a, it's a Western.
1: Yeah, um, I got I got the, the feeling it's something like you know sort of during because the bushwhackers um, were uh, sort of Confederate um, sort of raiders basically you know they, sort a of, sort of guerrilla sort of fighters. Oh, okay. um, I'll be honest, I have no idea what yeah. it means. <laughs> yeah, that's, Well, that, that's what sort of the bushwhackers were, but uh-huh. t- to to be bushwhacked. Yeah, was to have a gun shoved up your ass and, and, and fired, so it sort of rips up your insides from Uranus your, your upwards kind of kind of thing. They um, didn't tell
0: me that on the worldwide wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that, that, yeah, that's um, that's where I know the bushwhackers from. All <laughs> oh, right, um, have you ever seen the film um, Things to Do in Denver when you're dead?
0: Uh, no, actually, I mean I know of it, but I don't yeah. think I've ever watched it. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's where I heard that basically oh, okay. okay. comes out of that one. Um, yeah, so
0: I think this was shot because um, Campbell's, James Campbell's, a, a northern uh, guy. Uh, hmm. I think he makes his films in the north, so I presume it was all shot in the north, um, even though it's supposed to be. You know america i think i think it worked really well i think it looked yeah the, the would, location looked like, really yeah. good i thought the costumes and you know the because you mm-hmm. know there's not sets it's all literally just outside but they've they've shot it really well as you say at night um uh, lighting's really good the uh the costumes that the guys are wearing all look really good uh and there's some uh
1: monstrous Yeah, so yeah, the the makeup effects, you know, are are very well done. I mean, we've seen a few, uh, you know, there's a certain genre of films um, from last year, uh, and so a certain one from this year, where we've seen lots of these kind of costumes. And and I think this one works really well. It's, you know, it's a a sort of very sort of classical sort of design. Um, So yeah, I was quite happy with that.
0: Yeah, I I think it's a very good film. I mean, Mm. it's It's. I've seen a few. You know, we're we're always seeing really good short films, but I think for I think this felt. If I'm comparing it to 1986, for example, I think Mm -hmm. this was the better film. Yeah. I think it feels more like a self-contained, high production value kind of.
1: It's more. It's more original. I think. I think. Yeah. It's it's less derivative than than the other one. I think. Well, um, the
0: the pacing and everything as well. I think just mm -hmm. worked a bit better. I mean, when you're doing something like a a Batman fan film mm. or a or Punisher fan film, the, you've got expectations for, you know, the action and the pace and, and you know, how that's, and you've got your own ideas and whatever. This, you know, you're just going in completely blind. Yeah. To something, you, you, And I think that, that all works to the film's favor. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I think, it, I, I like what they, you know, we're intro- introduced to these characters who are very unpleasant Mm. um and, we're, and those are the ones we're supposed to be you know uh, that we're spending all our time with for the most part uh, there is another character that comes in later but it's these guys and although mm. they're you know pretty despicable you don't mind you're you're quite interested in you know
1: how things are going to play them. out yeah, and exactly.
0: how they, yeah what are they going to do and stuff yeah. you know it's, it's a bit like a gangster movie really
1: mm. Yeah, it's it reminded me of that, that scene in Pulp Fiction a bit. So I want to go first. Oh like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty gross. That's pretty gross <laughs> stuff. When yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, we don't score the shorts, but we would certainly recommend them. Um, so this is by um, A.E. Stout Production. Uh, who's the director again, Rich? James Campbell. James Campbell, Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And, you know, especially if you've seen 1986 already, uh, you've got a feel for what this guy can do. Um, If not, then why not Um, go check out his other work? Uh, You will find a link to this in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is Armour of God 2, Operation Condor. Uh, Jackie plays, sorry, start again. Jackie Chan reprises his role as Asian hawk and has given the mission to recover 40 tons of Nazi gold from an old hidden base in the middle of the Sahara Desert. He is both hen- helped and hindered by a trio of women, while other interested parties are chomping at his heels. Um, so I, I haven't seen this, Rich, since it came out on VHS back in the day, back on its... Pan and scanned, um, dubbed into English version, Um, and I've never bothered to revisit it because I didn't like it. I I, I just found the comedy elements just didn't work. You know, to be honest, it was the dubbing. The dubbing I absolutely hated. The dubbing Um, it was just just made the women incredibly shrill and horrible. Um, So. This version, which is now on Amazon Prime, you know, I was able to access subtitles for it, which was really nice. Um, I like it a bit more, but I still have issues with this. Um, I think, you know, he he's gone sort of bigger and bolder with his set pieces, but there's so much of this film where he ends up in like, you know, the kind of like these are Mexican standoff situations, and They just go on forever and ever and ever and ever, and you know, every time they think they're resolved, then something else happens. It's like, oh god, here we go back to square one again. And it it just really sort of shows how little plot there actually is to this one overall. There is,
0: I think you're right. I think there is a there is a rinse and repeat kind of Mm. aspect to it. There's like the same thing happens over and over again. Especially
1: in the the, when they're in the hotel in the desert. And they say, well, these guys come in with guns and hold them at gunpoint, and Jackie manages to get, get, you know, turn the tables on them. But then something stupid happens, and this, you know, the backer sort of with their hands in the air, and then again and again, they say, oh, my God. you know, not to say that the actual stunt work and the action isn't good. It's it's brilliant as as it usually is, and there was one sequence in particular. Uh, where he's been chased on a motorbike. He's on a motorbike, and there's you know cars chasing him down these alleyways. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought in my head. You know, me and my son have just been watching all the Mission Impossible films, mm-hmm. sort of one through seven, and I absolutely love them. And you know, they've got some brilliant sort of set pieces and things, but they've got nothing on what Jackie can do in this film to a certain degree. There's one particular stunt where he he's on the bike he he leaps off a pier or off the side of a um sort of harbor side and then makes a a grab for this um cargo net which has been suspended by a crane and you know i think the crew were so um surprised they got it <laughs> they actually show it three times in a row you know from different angles and different you know different um distances well, just
0: that's a key trademark, isn't he? A little bit, yeah.
1: Because yeah, they yeah. did that in, in police story when he when he does that leap onto the pole. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that was you know a really amazing sort of piece of stunt work, uh, and I hope they got it right first time because if he misses, he, you know he's in the drink sort of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, but I think overall it's just like you know I think the set pieces just go on too long. But that's that's just me. How about you?
0: Uh, well, um, I'm a bit flabbergasted at your reaction to the film. <laughs> um, to be no, the I see where you're coming from. It's definitely got its its it's got it's got those issues to it. Um, it's not perfect by any sense, but the I think the quality of the action does make it a classic. the The first thing to mention is yes, like you were saying. Previously, it was on Pan and Scan V8, you know, VHS dubbed, and now we've got the 88 film's release, which is full widescreen. You can choose to have a new dub track or, or, or the original subtitle track, mm. I think. I think it's uh, been re-
1: remastered in 2K as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, the film
0: yeah. looks great. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like it's just been made, practically. Mm. It's like, it's such a sharp print, uh, very impressive. Uh, so it, it looks great. I wa- I recently watched, because um, they put out Armour of God, and they showed it at the Fight and Spirit Film Festival last year, mm-hmm. so I'd seen that just a few months ago, uh, so it's quite good to catch up with the sequel um, a little bit down the line. I do kind of, I I prefer this one to the original myself. I think it's got a bit more um, consistency, maybe, uh, to it. This, this is, I kind of try, because this is where, um, it's almost like, I say it's peak, it's almost peak Jackie, but it's kind of that middle peak period, because he was like, he was peak like 1985 sort of area. And this is 1991. But he's getting he's getting the bigger budgets and stuff. And then later on, you know, a few years later, he's going to get even bigger budgets and do Rumble in the Bronx and Mm. first strike and all that sort of thing. So this is kind of in that middle period, where he was really becoming established, uh, internationally speaking, and getting those budgets to do those big globe trotting adventure kind of movies which kind of then became kind of the hallmark and he's still doing with vanguard and you know yoga and everything to this day the 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 thing is the 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 indiana jonesy kind of plot stuff nothing really happens with it for quite a long Hmm. time it's kind of they they go from one place to another and whatever but there's there's very little in the way of the sort of the mechanics of an Indiana Jones, for, or more recently, like um, the Tomb Raider films and uh, Uncharted, most yep. recently. But so there is that. That doesn't quite work. But what it is, it's more like, okay, if you if you if the Carry On team made an Indiana Jones spoof, <laughs> this is what it would be. It's it's very mm. much you know it's very slapstick, obviously, which is Jackie's trademark. Uh, and also very you know sexually led humor in terms of you know it's women in towels, you know there's loads of that oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the um uh, was it you know miss you know double entendres, misunderstandings, <laughs> whatever think you know, there's a lot of playing on that kind of uh, that kind of humor, and then you lead up to I mean some of the action I mean the the bit where he jumps to the cargo net and they show that a lot of times. it's the bit it's the bit just before that, which was the, the bit that I always, on my video copy, that I always used to rewind mm. on that, which is where he's he's hanging up in the top of a, uh, a warehouse and these and the cars that are chasing him, they, one of them like shoots up in the air, like on a ramp. Yeah. Him, and he yeah. gets out the way of it. Mm. <laughs> and how they shot it or whatever, and it's all to do with angles. So I was, I was, I'm blown, and it's such a quick moment as well. They don't dwell mm. on it. It's just like, well, hang on a minute. What what was that? I mean mm-hmm. the I mean the driving in the movie is great. I mean uh oh, crazy. The, the Jackie's films have really given the James Bond films a run for their money. Remy Julien in the you know mm-hmm. was you know set the high watermark for all the vehicular action in the James Bond films. Nobody was better than those. But the the, the what you see in here and you know some of the other Jackie films is just as good i'd say oh yeah that's um, what i was saying you know i mean, I mean they, like, they do speed it up it's it's like yeah. it, it's speeded up footage and stuff for a lot of it but it, there's even so I, there's yeah. some great i mean there's that bit where it's not even a stunt bit but like jackie's on the bike the cars are all behind him and they fan out yeah yeah. there's that great shot mm. it's like, i love i love that um but it's really at the end when it gets you know because it, it, when it's doing it's um they're going to the uh to the underground base where there's yeah. the Nazi gold and and stuff and the massive fan and everything and it all yes okay he's doing basically the same thing as he was doing in Dragon's Forever you mm-hmm. can say you know swinging around the um uh you know the rail railings and all that sort of stuff um but he's just it, it's jaw dropping every
1: every time it it looks so and, effortless does not well, it? well
0: and there's that bit where he's on top of this um he's like on top of like a silo or something Mm. and he's on the edge he's like literally on the edge of it and you think oh that that's probably a visual effect but then you see the outtakes or whatever at the end Mm. and you realize you know there's there's a couple of moments where he's going oh (laughs) it's like oh i nearly fell off then kind of thing it's just like i mean they obviously would have had mats and everything down but Mm. i I presume (laughs) but still you
1: know there's probably been like an inch thick (laughs) you
0: see that you know he really did get hurt a lot on this film, yeah, yeah. And although you know they say Jackie does his all, that, Jackie does all his own stunts. Mm. I'm pretty sure that there were certain bits that he's not doing.
1: I think I think like, he has admitted now that actually you know he did have I, some people helping him out. I mean, I think yeah, he, must he
0: have. I mean, the motorcycle rider, for example, mm. didn't look like him to me. Mm. I like, mean, It looked like a different, slightly different body type and stuff. And you know, there's that bit where the ball comes down the side. You know the um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, you know the big plastic or uh, zorb hmm. all- Oh yeah, yeah, but,
1: yeah, all- the, yeah. The or Now,
0: stuff. if he, if he, if he was in that,
1: mm-hmm. I was just
0: thinking, why? Because it's such a long shot. Yeah, you don't need anyone yeah, in that. You don't need anyone in it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody did. Need- so, if anybody was in there, that was just stupid. Gratuitous. <laughs> but yeah. but it, I mean, it's a good shot and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say like, it sets it up. There's all. It's all the little stuff as well, like when Jackie's, you know, doing his um his gum you know fire it into his mouth and there's a and there's all those sort of little bits that you know how he gets it wrong as well you know it's Mm. he 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 does it at the start and it's like oh it doesn't land or whatever Mm. and then that's what i like about the end credits is they you know show you that he doesn't always get it right and it does it does go wrong quite a lot (laughs) and that that just makes the whole impressiveness of it even more so because you think yeah Mm. he is showing that you know you know kids who want to copy or whatever it's not something you can just do you
1: have no. to re- you have to really work at it. In it was... and you'll probably get... <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, I can't remember. It's either in the Young Master or Dragon Lord, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Where there's a, there's a scene where he's he's playing around with the shuttlecock, I mean, and he and it apparently it took him some something ridiculous, like a hundred takes to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kept doing it and doing it. So no, we we we'll, got to get it right. It's, you know, sooner or later, it's going to work. Uh, but you know he, he is very sort of um, uh, what's word of, uh, Tenacious when it yeah. comes to that sort of thing. You know you got to get it right.
0: Um, I'm a bit confused about the title because he, Condor is his character's name in this, even though it was Hawk in the original. It was Asian
1: and, Hawk, but yeah. somebody refers to him as Condor.
0: Yeah, so now he's so he was Hawk, now he's Condor. But yeah, on IMDb on the IMDb listening it still says Asian Hawk. But I think Asian they've Hawk, slightly. Yeah. They've slightly rebranded him between mm. films. I think they've slightly changed his name. Because yeah. even on the original, because it's shown on the original, um, uh, you know, it's not like a title card or anything. It comes mm. up it, in the original, you know, it's got it in Chinese and then it also says Ar- Army of Armor have got to Operation Condor. So mm. they, there was a conscious decision at the time yeah. to make that, ca- that the character, make Condor the, the thing. So. Well
1: yeah I suppose I thought well why why would we call the film Operation condor <laughs> yeah well, maybe it was
0: origin maybe it was always supposed to be condor maybe that maybe yeah. calling him, him being known as Hawk in the original was a mistranslation or, a or maybe it was, was never planned to be a sequel or maybe it wasn't planned but to be- I've actually talked of sequels. did you ever see the new one the newer one uh, Chinese, Ch- zodiac. Chinese
1: zodiac yeah
0: did you see it yeah, yeah, I
1: saw yeah. that one it was. I'm okay, citizen, so I it, it's it's okay um, but you know, there are some interesting set pieces in it mm-hmm. uh, but he only really sort of lets loose once, there's one good sort of set piece that he does you know, it's mm-hmm. sort where of he's fighting off a load of people but the rest of it is sort of like weird hijinks and uh, you know, sort of, sort of big stunt pieces not necessarily featuring him
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the one of the things I find interesting about this film and other films of its type and uh, Italian films as well is that they're clear. The characters are clearly supposed to be from different countries, mm. but yet they're supposed to be having conversations in the same language. <laughs> yeah. and you're never quite sure which language they're actually supposed to be speaking
1: in because you know.
0: So he, he's in this we got. We got, yeah, a we got, we got three
1: ladies. Well, we got one Japanese. Of them German, <laughs> Japanese. And the other ones. What Egyptian, um, from the or from the desert, so it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, Moroccan, Moroccan it's even. Yeah. Moroccan. So I don't. Um, which, yeah, but but they can all speak Chinese, which is interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that was, or, or or when he's talking to them, he's supposed to be speaking. I don't know. It's just one of those mm. things they never really address. I suppose it's,
1: just... it's exactly the same though with English. <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, in in old films, it's like, oh, every, surely everyone speaks English. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's the same with so. Well, yeah, of course, everyone speaks Chinese. It's the international language. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. quite
0: possible. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, the um, yeah, I was I, I, that is always quite interesting when you when you look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so overall, I was, I think, this is worth seeing for, you know, for the action. But I think when you really get... I mean, it is, it's too long, I think. I think it could have yeah. been... This is an extended version, by the way, that we watched. I don't know yeah. what they added, I, but...
1: I think the scene that was added, uh, and, you know, I'm not, not entirely sure, but mm-hmm. there's a scene where the bad guys sort of go back to their camp, to to, to Jackie's camp, and, and kill everyone that's there, which, which kind of does, you know... Um, it, it, the tone feels out of place, with the, sort of, the um, sort of slapstick approach to everything else. You know, everyone just gets gunned down in cold blood, which is, um, yeah, a bit weird. So so it could, it could have been that that got sort of trimmed. All right, OK, that's interesting. Just a thought. The,
0: um, but yeah, the, 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 final, the final act that where, where it is, all, you know, all the stuff with the big fan, it looks incredible.
1: Oh, it I mean, does, yeah. They, they, some they some built of how they pulled sets. off some yeah. of
0: that stuff, I have no idea. The, um, it, you know, I know they were using some.
1: Well, that, it, it was quite funny fan. as well because because of the um, you know the outtakes at the end. Mm. There's a scene where, you know where anytime sort of Jackie sort of plastered against the wall because because you know the sort of the power of the wind is sort of keeping yeah. them pinned there, and then you see the uh, in the behind the scenes bit, and you got like five guys with hair and sim- high powered sort of, you know um, hoses sort of keeping them you know, blowing air on him, I, yeah. I just, well, of course they are, you know, what else are you going to do, actually pit him to the wall with high-powered wind? <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah.
0: some of the stuff where they're flying through the air, or, oh, you know, yeah. when, they're, or yeah. when they're doing the fighting thing, they're leaning into each other, and mm. and leaning backwards and stuff, It was just like, how how they pulled off some of that, it was just...
1: Yeah, well, Crazy, like, how, how did they have the vision for it as well, you know, in the first place? So, yeah, what we need is a huge fan. We're going to be flying around the room, you know, um, it's, it's, it's very strange. But, yeah.
0: Oh, it, and, what, and, and here's the thing. At the end, mm. they're basically going to die because, <laughs> like, <laughs> they make this big thing about water, you know, they're in mm. the middle of the desert and, you know, we've got to have the water. And, and by the end, they have no water got no water
1: at all so
0: they do this kind of pullback shot to show that they're in the desert and and Mm. you're just thinking well they're surely dead because they um, they don't they they don't show where the oasis is yeah unless
1: somebody finds them yeah the likelihood is i mean we know he
0: lived because they made a made a new one but it's kind of it's kind of you kind of left to presume that they all was okay but then you think about it and go no they wouldn't be (laughs) they'd Mm. be they'd be heat stroke and everything in like five seconds flat. well exactly (laughs) that's it i'd say it's not perfect but it's good it's really it's a good fun movie i quite like the um the actresses and their sort of uh some of the interplay and say the um Mm. like the carrot you know do the carry on bit and the and the
1: there's it was the, very much, yeah. Is that sort of farcical? Yeah, farce. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was trying
0: to think of. Very yeah. much farce,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Operation Condor came out in 1991. Um, so a year later, he was doing Twin Dragons and um, Police Story Three Super mm-hmm. Um Before that, he was in. Um, I say it says the prisoner, but that was the island on fire. island of fire. Island of fire. Yeah. Um, which was the sort of charity movie they did for. I can't. remember who it was done for. Um, but had some. Had a brilliant cast, but it was sort of um, a real mishmash of homages to other films. I, I don't, oh, I right. mean, do you ever see it? I don't. I, I mean, I know of it, but I don't know if yeah. I ever watched it. I mean. It rips off I'm things like thing. um, Cool Hand Luke and uh, oh, the okay. and, and La Femme Nikita and all this sort of stuff. It, it's probably the only film where you're going to see Jackie sort of shoot people with a gun. Um, it goes all sort of heroic bloodshed at the end.
0: Oh, um, he, he does have a he really shot people blood.
1: in the protector though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that that wasn't really a Hong Kong movie, was it? No, That was, that was a canon film. <laughs> um, Shin Shin yeah, Shin Shin he had a good fight with. Um Andy Lau in, in that one that I uh-huh. fire. Um, yeah, so so it was an interesting sort of period it, it was he was in that's for sure. and this obviously
0: is the is a film that he wrote and directed as well as starring and choreographing mm. so this is like a complete i mean he, that he was doing that a lot from from this sort of police story onwards, really wasn't he so mm. i mean he, I don't know if he did he direct many films after this? Because I know he kind of started working with Stanley Tong and Benny Chan and yeah. everything.
1: Yeah, well, he did Chinese Zodiac. Um, yeah. Uh, who, who am I? Apparently directed that one, it says. Um, I thought that was Benny Chan. Yeah. It's down, down in IMDb as director. That's, that's why I said he's down as director. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure he did. Um, but... Um, Yeah, Drunken Master 2, he he ended up directing half of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I seem to recall he he sort of fired the original director about halfway through and and sort of took over for for the remainder of the shoot. Um, But yeah, every now and again, sort of pops up.
0: It's interesting that he really, I mean, this was kind of one of very few films that he's directed since, you know, from the 90s onwards you'd have thought there would have been more i mean it's a bit like with sylvester sloan you know he was directing quite a lot of his movies for a period Mm. and then he stopped and left it in. he put it back in other people's hands again the uh, but but would occasionally go back go back to it um i think this is quite a it's i say maybe it's a lesser jackie but i think it's quite a pure jackie -um Mm. if you want to if you want to intro if you've not seen any of jackie's hong kong stuff from that period i don't i think you can do a lot worse than than checking this one out i think it's a lot well,
1: especially especially if you've got um you know if you've got amazon prime and oh, yeah. you know um it's it's right there you know it, it's part of their subscription at the moment um and and you're not going to find a better copy outside of a uh, 98 films blu-ray so yeah definitely check it out And that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Rich for joining me this evening, talking about these interesting films.
0: Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: No worries. Uh, Don't forget to check out the DTV Digest's um, Facebook and Twitter pages at the DTV Digest. Also check out uh, our sister show, The Short Shots, and its own Twitter page, where Rich puts on a link to a new short every evening around about eight o'clock. So other than that, Thank you for listening. Tune in next
0: time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in
1: again next time.